Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, confidants. <laughs> um, there's no music intro. Um, there's no ads on this episode. It's just us. Um, as you can tell by the title of this episode, uh, something massive has happened. <laughs> Maybe you can hear it in my voice. Um, obviously, it's been... A lot of crying for a while. Um, but I feel like for all of you that have been with me for all the years of this podcast and even the ones who have been following from literally the beginning of when I met um, Jared, the DJ, Capslap, um, that we are deciding to consciously uncouple. <laughs> is what we're calling it but uh for everyone that doesn't know uh we're breaking up we've decided to break up and no longer be a couple um and I feel like so many of you have watched our love um again from the very beginning of when I met him and we were just friends with benefits. We were fuck buddies. It was never intended to be a literally almost five year relationship. We met in September 11th, 2017, and we are coming up on five years. Um, well, would have, uh, um, and it's been incredible, um, to hear how our relationship has touched you guys or have changed you as a person maybe you are like me where you were not uh, looking for anything serious you had all your guards up you were so hardened to love and to watch our relationship help you blossom in yours or become more vulnerable or maybe step into your queerness in a heterosexual relationship or you know even be open the way ours was um which I feel like I have to asterisk this and say this had nothing to do with the fact that our relationship was open. Um, it was not even a factor. It was not even part of the conversation or part of our uncoupling or the reason behind it. Um, even though that might be someone's thoughts, um, I don't want anyone to think of that. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you for being so supportive of that journey with us and watching us grow and um, for allowing me to share it with you. Um, I know that there's probably a million questions and I'm going to do my best to answer them. I'm obviously in like a very vulnerable place right now. Like I'm turning 32 literally next week. This episode is a day late. Um, I needed a little bit of time to really solidify my thoughts and feelings. And 
I ended up deciding that I owe nobody anything, but I do feel like it will be closure for me to share kind of what happened and what, you know, we decided and how uh, we did it because I actually am really proud of the way that I am handling this and the way that I've grown in this. And I do want to let you know that um, this has been kind of coming for quite a few months. You might have seen something here and there on social media. I really wanted to respect Jared's space and privacy as well as give myself the room to feel things and uh, do self-reflection before we spoke about it publicly. So while this might be like, what the fuck to everyone else for us, it's been a couple months coming. Um, we have not been living together for the last month, um, without giving too much away that isn't mine to say. Um, Jared has been living somewhere else, um, in treatment. Um, again, not my place to really talk about or say, but, um, that certainly has given us the space and clarity. And I think that that has been the only reason why we've both been able to come to this decision mutually and, um, with respect and kindness and so much love. I think me going to do this eight day yoga retreat in Mexico was a massive help on clarity. And, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about that, but I want to make a couple things super clear. Um, no one cheated. Um, I don't think anyone, you know, lied in ways that were intentional. Um, and I think that there was something that I've been keeping from you guys for the entirety of our relationship that I probably will never share because again, it's not my place to share it. That, um, was something I was hiding about the relationship that, um, it's been a known thing happening. So, uh, you know, while it might be a little confusing what I just said and that you might be like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? I think it's just best to know that there is some piece of this that's not mine to tell. And I don't want to make it seem like, you know, Jared or I were the bad guy in this, that it was a mutual decision. Um, let me drink this drink because my mouth is so dry. And we had a therapy session with one of the therapists from his treatment center to kind of come back together after this time apart and say everything we needed to say and again having that space to do it apart you know was everything <laughs> um and we both showed up to this meeting today or whenever it was I don't know what day this is posting um we had both written each other letters which was not planned but we did <laughs> and he went first and shared his and then I had mine. And again, I think his words are his and I don't want to share that. Um, but I did 
want to share with you some of mine to him. There are obviously parts that I'm going to keep private for the reason that, again, it's not my part of the relationship to talk about. But I can talk about how it affected me and how I gained clarity from it. And um, I want to just like also give a shout out to the ones closest to me, my friends, you know, my sister, my mom, my dad, Lacey, Lauren, Zach, Maggie, Zach Noe Towers, my, you know, management team, um, the Guilty Pleasures guys, like Mike and Steph, Gazzo, if you guys are listening to this, like I truly couldn't have done this without you guys. And if there's anything that I have never been so sure about in my life, it was that I have felt so fucking supported and proud of the people I keep closest to me because they have carried me through this um, and been there any second I needed them. I mean, poor Lauren, I was screenshotting her texts as they were coming in to analyze and reply back to me with like the you guys have been doing overtime and I'm so so fucking grateful I have felt so supported that I could reach out to anyone at any time when I was feeling the sadness um while also you know um acknowledging that I kept so much private that I I did this a lot behind closed doors and that's why you're kind of getting this surprise podcast (laughs) episode which is so funny because every year I do my birthday episode, this was not the episode I had intended. Uh, but I do want to say that moving forward, the next couple of episodes will be um, on the subject of breakups and talking about uncoupling. And um, I'm really excited for it. I mean, like if there's any positive to this, it's that like, wow, I'm so inspired to make different content now. <laughs> uh, so with all of that being said, um, For clarity, I would love to read parts of the letter that I read to Jared that I hope not only gives some clarity, but also maybe gives you hope or inspires some of you with your situations if you're in a scenario about breaking up or letting go or forgiveness or closure. Um, I I hope it means something to someone here. Jared I've tried to write this a dozen times a dozen different ways and this is what I've settled on love only love our birth charts today match up in saying that we are both methodical and analytical we want to examine the universe together listen to each other's concerns without trying to make them go away I feel like this is a really good intention for this conversation, except that I will try not to be methodical or analytical and instead speak from an open heart that is vulnerable and true. So much has happened in the month we haven't spoken, which makes me realize just how much time, love, trips, lessons, and conversations have happened in the last five years we've known each other. Happy day we collided anniversary coming up on September 11th, by the way. I want to tell you about what's been going on and why. First, on an incredibly light note, I finally saw my book in the wild at a bookstore finally for the first time. And just a pinned, a side note, this was something that Jared and I had been talking about like every single day about when I was going to see my book in the wild. We'd go into any bookstore we passed. It was like a game we played. And of course it happened (laughs) when we were apart going through this breakup. Um, 
So that's why this was so meaningful. And Jared actually did start to cry at this part, talking, hearing this. And that made me feel so loved. Um, anyways, I said it was at a cute gift shop off Melrose, just a few blocks away from our house. I wasn't planning on going in the store, but I went in anyway to look for a birthday gift for a friend. And when I turned, the big, bright yellow cover hit me like a school bus. And there it was. There was only one copy left because they say that they always sell out. My first gut reaction was to pick up the phone and FaceTime you, forgetting what the reality of our circumstances were. For a moment, I was about to FaceTime you regardless of our circumstances and space to tell you. I realized in this moment the holes I've been allowing myself to ignore constantly, that I've treated you like you were my person in an ownership, a possessiveness, a selfishness. The next thing that happened was that I joined a program with his friend um, named Mike, um, where every morning I've been doing 10 minutes of breath work, followed by 10 minutes of meditation, a journal prompt for every morning and night, three minutes of a cold shower, once a week, one hour breath work sessions, theta healing and hourly weekend check-ins. It's a three month program and each month represents self, inner child and connection. I thought of the irony of this, me doing this deep breath work and all because it was something Jared was obsessed with <laughs> and realized that even though I wanted to tell you about this program, my ego feared that you would think I was doing it because somewhere I think I am broken or not happy with who I where I am in life or that you would think I'm doing it because it's something up your alley. But that's not the truth. I love myself and the journey I am on. I want things in my life to be additive, which is why I realize in the way in which you have changed is different from the way that I am changing. Then the retreat I went on, of course, was unbelievably life-changing. I learned more about Buddhism and my body and the self-love that I have tried to always have, but of course have room to grow in. I learned about ahimsa, which is nonviolence. Sate, which is the idea of speaking from love. Is it kind, necessary, and true? Brahmahara, Mahara, which is consistency, and of course, a bunch of other yamas and even pranayama, which is breath work. Also in this container, I learned something massive. I learned about the way that I should and want to feel around people. I learned that instead of giving this relationship a timeline or goalpost to cross or an assumption that this will repair, I needed to ask myself, how do I want to feel around the person I love every single day? The way I want to feel around you has not been in line with the way I want to feel the person I am in a relationship with. I realized in this moment that breakups or uncoupling isn't a reflection of personal failure. They're for helping us evolve a psycho-spiritual spine, a divine endoskeleton made from conscious self-awareness so that we can evolve into a better life without recreating the same problems for ourselves again and again. Now, in a taking accountability, I want to apologize for my anger. I need to own the narrative and the places where I attributed to this situation, and I'd love to tell you where I discovered this anger had come from. A relationship is three things, one person and who they are, the other person and who they are, and then the relationship of what they built, of what we've built, the compromises, the growth, the boundaries. This relationship ending was such an insult to my expectations of how this story was supposed to go versus how it is actually gone. The rejection I have felt, 
has been much too much for my ego to handle. So I got angry. And so much of this was wrongly directed at me trying to hold you back from what you believe your truth is. Expectations are the root of all heartache. Hurt people hurt people. And I wanted you to hurt. Because in my primitive reactions, you activate my fight or flight. Because our relationship to me was home. It was safety. It was supposed to be my forever. And I felt like my home was being taken from me. I am so loyal and I never give up. So my home being taken from me was something worth fighting for. This became my primary fear because long ago I told you about the story that my mom said about finding someone who would replace all of the things that she meant for me once. My best friend, my confidant, the reason that I call someone when something good happens, the person I call when I'm having a panic attack. You had become all of that to me. And I realized that it was never someone else's identity to obtain anyway. It was always mine that I needed to have with myself. But being rejected by someone we love scientifically tells our brains that there is a threat, which is where so much anger came from. I've been reading so many books on love and breakups. I've learned that the rupture of an attachment has been shown to have the same trauma responses and signs in the brain as a death or a car crash. I used to feel respected and I no longer feel valued. I feel betrayed in the promise we had made in the relationship that we would go through anything together. Rejection shows up in the same area of the brain as physical pain. So I hope you forgive me for the anger and also understand why, as I now understand why, I have been so angry. My big emotions, which are neither good nor bad, felt good because it allowed me to move energy out of my body. And sometimes big emotions have equaled positive change for me. But it was not the right way for you or for what we've built. Being angry is so tiring. And I think that garbage in me is on its way to being made into compost. Love's opposite. Confidant, sober girlies. Are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with 
cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill isn't hate it's indifference I also need to own the lack of boundaries I set in this relationship I wish I would have set insert situation boundary which I'm not going to share because it's personal um I wish I would have set a you lied to me once shame on you twice shame on me boundary I gave up my power they say you can train all the people around you close to you how they are allowed to treat you and I have trained you to think that it was acceptable to treat me in the ways you did emotions are a result of experience and when you have a great pain you try to find a greater purpose and my purpose felt like it was this relationship however john paul sartre one of the key figures in existentialism said freedom is what you do with what's been done to you i want to be free I've had such a fear of losing you because of the amazing growth that has happened in me in this relationship. I assumed growth equals you, but I don't need to give up credit for my own growth. You were just a witness as I was to yours. Science and nature says now we rely on each other by organic design. Our neurophysiological stability is dependable on sinking to the people we are connected to's limbic regulation, which is the continual regulation in turning into an exchange with a lover. I believe now that our wants and needs and desires no longer sink. Just because love didn't last doesn't mean it was a failure. Who I am leaving is not the same person as who I coupled with, but it's because we both grew into our truest selves. I realize now that I don't need to hurt so deeply in order to learn. Here is where I want to thank you. (laughs) I want to thank you for showing me in the first four years what I wanted to be and how I deserve to be treated. 
you showed me what a real mindful and memorable first kiss feels like (laughs) when a man takes you to your favorite arcade puts joy first and creates a magical experience that shines brighter than the lights on the games around us you showed me what sex should exist as between two people the first time when we were in your bed and the brand new neurocircuitry that was created the moment you kissed me and I thought whoa this is what it means will forever have a standard in my mind of that feeling being the bare minimum of how I should feel with someone when I have sex for the first time with them that is a neural pathway I hope to never forget you showed me the way a man should care physically for someone they love the proudness that you displayed kissing me in public or rubbing my jaw when I would have a flare-up standing in line somewhere or the way you would hug me from behind everywhere we went just to show me hey I'm your teammate here I've got your back the selflessness and concern you've always showed for my chronic pain From coming to appointments to holding my hand when I needed one, I realized that I had never believed I deserved to be loved that way before you. And now I can't imagine being without that. The attention you gave me was a gift, and I feel sorry for the next man who tries to top it. You were my Saturn return. The partnership you provided during my sobriety journey, the confrontations I had with myself versus the reality of how I actually drank was only possible because of the mirror you held up to me. And for that, I will forever be in debt to you for. I have secretly kept a lock note in my notes app called Vows, where I would add little things in my notes that I wanted to remember for our wedding day if I ever changed my mind about marriage and what I wanted to remember when we got there. These are some of my favorite things I wanted to remember. Falling in love with you has been the easiest thing I have ever done. I love your curiosity. I love your ability to laugh when I can't fathom joy. I love the way you hug everyone when you meet them for the first time. Not a day goes by where I don't feel loved and supported and growing. Most importantly, you clap at my weird dances. The list goes on and on, and I don't need to read it all to make myself feel addicted again to our love, but know that it is a very, very long list. I wanted to say that without a doubt, I am the most proud about my honesty in this relationship. I want to let you know that I have never lied to you in almost five years. I am so proud of that one boundary I set for myself and held strong to it. These are the things that I send loving kindness to you when I meditate now. I hope for you to weep with your whole heart because those that don't weep with their whole hearts don't know how to fully laugh with their whole hearts either. I hope that you feel accepted and part of a community that provides you with the belief that you are saving the world as I now know so clearly that that matters to you more than anything else in this world. And I want you to be healthy and happy. I hope for you that you stay in therapy regularly and see the patterns in your experiences of where they came from. Finally, I want to say that I've held on to hope for far too long. But know this, I really, really do hope we find our way back to each other and do get to spend the rest of our lives together growing and laughing and challenging one another. I will always hold on to that hope deep down until the the universe feels like I am safe enough to release it. I mean it when I've said it a thousand times before. I love you more than anything I've ever loved on this earth and will continue to love you for as long as I'm alive.
I'm really, really happy that I wrote this letter. It was a way that I could truly gather all my thoughts, that I could clearly state what I really felt because so often when I'm angry or upset or feeling rejected or unheard, I go off of emotions and emotions and I go off of, you know, reactions instead of responding and I have learned so so deeply through this relationship how to fight in a healthy way how to communicate in a healthy way how to oh my god it's like night and day from who I used to be and I am only okay right now because I allowed myself to not be okay for the last few months I cried the hardest I've ever cried. <laughs> I mean, I was on the floor weeping, making noises I didn't know my body could make. I called friends. I ate what I wanted to eat. I stayed healthy as I kept my sobriety and maintained, you know, the routine of my life. I, I had a really hard time with anger. I was so angry. I was so mad. And I thought I was mad at Jared for, you know, his part in this ending. But I was just mad that it ended. I really believed in this relationship for so long. And... I don't fuck around when I get with someone. Like when I say I, that's my soulmate, that is my person, I fucking meant it. But you can only prepare yourself for your half of the relationship. You know, you can't be responsible for the changes that someone else has or the value system that defers or you can't prepare yourself for someone to grow apart from you. Because there were so many times I felt myself losing who I really was in order to try and keep this going. And it wasn't healthy. It wasn't okay for me to throw my needs and boundaries away because I just was afraid of losing him. And... The acceptance that I have had to fucking, whew, that I have had to fucking face has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life of just when things didn't feel fair or I felt hurt or disrespected or unloved, that it really was only up to me to regulate those feelings. I could beg and cry and scream and ask for Jared to apologize or for him to make it better or to go back to the way it used to be. But it, he, there was nothing he was ever going to be able to do that. I would lose that anger 
without working through it myself. He could say sorry and I would still be so upset. And I'm like, why am I still so mad? And it's because I allowed someone else to make me believe that they had control over how happy I could be or how sad I could be or how angry I could be. And when I went on this retreat and I was surrounded by 21 women in Mexico and Puerto Vallarta, shout out to Beyond Yoga, I went into it being like, I don't know what the status of my relationship is. Like, we're not living together. We haven't made a decision. Like, we just, we have so much love for each other, but there's something in me saying that this is over and that I've lost myself and it was only because I was able to take space away and really look at my own fucking ego in the places that I did not want to admit where I was wrong or being you know controlling even or desperate to try and hold on to something that you know it's not it love isn't something that you can hold <laughs> it's only something that you can give and I decided that I wanted this breakup to be different from all that I've had. You know, the, the serious relationship that I was in in my early 20s before Jared, when I broke up with him and we were only together like a year and a half, I had to go to rehab. I was a mess. You know, the relationship before that, I was in an abusive relationship. I had to get a restraining order. I, I had never honored my own needs and anger and boundaries and hurt. I had never honored my own hurt before. And I decided this time was going to be different. And I said, I am done with the anger and the frustration and the sadness. And I am going to choose to move through this with fucking love and gratitude and graciousness. And that's not to say it hasn't hurt when I had to take down the millions of photos from around the house of us together or, you know, change his phone photo from the cute little emojis and the way I had him in my phone just to Jared Lucas. That's just who he is now. He's not my partner anymore. He's not my boyfriend. That's not to say that that didn't fucking suck, but we gave each other the space and time to have that aloneness to figure it out. And I want him to figure his stuff out. And I don't think he can do that with a partner. He needs to do it on his own. He has to do it on his own. And just like I said in the letter, like I would love if one day we found each other again at a different place, a different time, different galaxy, whatever. But the truth is that I have to put myself first right now. And that's what I'm doing. And <laughs> This is not ideal timing. Like it's my birthday next week. You know, I've got massive projects going on. I just adopted Hippo. Like that was something that I considered not doing because of the issues that Jared and I were going through. And then I thought, fuck that. Why am I not going to adopt him? Because I'm worried about Jared. I'm going to adopt him. And so he is mine. He was never Jared's to begin with that. we The understanding that was that my name was going to be on all the paperwork. And I'm so glad I did because now I have Hippo through this breakup and he's been getting me outdoors. He's been making me be social. He's been there to cuddle. He's been giving me something to focus on, to train, to work on his issues, his health. It's been like so massively 
aligned. You know, I think he came into my life when Jared was leaving and my friends showed up when I needed them to. And I weirdly feel okay that my birthday is coinciding with this breakup that I can start my 32nd year on earth as like the most proud of myself, the most full of love, the most honest I've ever been. And I still have a lot of work to do. You know, I still have a lot of work to do on my codependency or my, you know, deregulation with, you know, emotions when I get overwhelmed or when I feel like I'm being too much or too big, like there's a ton of spirituality shit I still want to work on, but I want it to be on my time and in the way I want to do it. I, I can't expect someone else to allow me into their journey. I can't expect them to want to grow the way I want to grow. And, you know, I hope that this answered some questions. Again, I think some of it's private to like let him ever talk about if he ever wants to but I am okay <laughs> um, I'm excited to be inspired again through this somehow and maybe not right now but whatever that means I hope you'll stick with me on it and god who knows what being single in your 30s is going to be like I don't know I've never been <laughs> um and just send me your love right now. I could use a lot of love. If you have any book recommendations or podcasts or whatever to listen to or read, I could use them. Um, I could tell you what's been help, helping me and I'll probably do episodes on these um, modalities or stories individually. But um, there's a podcast that I would listen to. There's 10 epi or 11 episodes with Shan Boudram um, on the Headspace uh, a network about breaking up. Um, I've been reading Breakup Boot Camp, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza, um, Conscious Uncoupling, which was like a woman, Catherine something something that Gwyneth Paltrow used for her break marriage breakup. Uh, there's just been Radical Acceptance was another one. There's just been so many things I've been doing to make sense of this, to make it have purpose, to make it make meaning and to be joyful right now in things that make me feel good and know that I don't need to have it all figured out right now and be all the way okay right now. Um, and I hope you'll stick with me on this process and give me grace where I need it and forgiveness when I'm late posting episodes. Um, we will have to, you know, figure out how he's going to move out. You know, all of his stuff is still here. So, that's going to be a process, a part of it. Um, we share a car, so we're going to have to s figure out how we're going to split that. Um, we share mutual friends. You know, I've got a un, un RSVP to a lot of weddings <laughs> for us. Um, got to dust off the old Bumble profile, I guess. And um, yeah, I feel like that's it for now. Um, so thank you for listening. And um We'll see you guys next week. Okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.